Every week, Northern California homeowners like you turn to AskTheContractors.com for the best products, information, and specialists to complete your home improvement projects. Now with nearly 40 years of contracting experience locally, here's your host of Ask the Contractors, Todd Bird. And welcome, AskTheContractors.com, your source for local home improvement pros. Folks, this is where we cut through it all and nail things down. How's everyone doing today? I'm your host, Todd Bird. Need to find a quality contractor? Go to my website, AskTheContractors.com. Starting a home improvement project? Need an estimate? You want to go to my directory. You're going to find great people on my website like Medic Electric, Prestige Flooring, CBS Bonds and Insurance, DR Design and Remodeling. Going to buy or sell your home? Maisha Perry. These are the people that have made me a successful contractor. Todco Builders. You need a new kitchen, bathroom, bird bathing kitchens. Lots of resources you can go to to get that next project at your home done and done right. These are the contractors in the Sacramento area that I trust the most. You can send me your home renovation or remodeling question from the front page of AskTheContractors.com. Do you have a renovation question? I know we have a great question coming up later on in the show about how to get a new home off the ground and up and ready to build. So these are questions I want you to ask me. Tell me about your remodeling project. Tell me about what's going on on your home. You're proud of your home. You love talking about your home. You know you do. So send me the question. I might even give you time on the air to talk about what's going on on your home and how we can help you be successful for your next uh, project. Hey, what's new in the world? Let's see. What have I been doing? I put a new roof on for a client. Next week, we start a bathroom remodel for the same client. We have kitchens. We have bathrooms. We have so many things uh, coming up. It's going to be a very good year. We're in November, but I think the year is going to get uh, end with a bang and start off with a bang. Uh, I think people are excited about renovating their homes. I think people want to improve their area around them. And what's new in the world? You, this is why you want to listen to my show. I talk about the building department, code changes. We we talk about the contractor's board, the way you need to hire a contractor, the proper way to hire a contractor so that you don't get tangled up in a mess. The last thing you want to do after you start that exciting project is get tangled up with not doing it right and not being properly prepared for your project. How about your budget? How do you know how to put a budget together? Well, it starts off with a really good set of plans. If you're going to be spending $100,000, and I'm using that as a round figure for your next project, spend the fifty to get what they call a preliminary set of plans. That way you can give that set of plans to three different contractors and guess what? You're going to get three accurate bids based on the plans that you give them. So uh, I want you to listen to the show uh, later on in the show because the question is going to be talking about being prepared for your next project. So as always I love digging into some news and by the way we have so many things coming up in this show. The news articles are unbelievable so Here's what I want to dive into first, because I find this very interesting. California homes become more affordable in the third quarter. A lower cost of borrowing and higher income levels allowed Californians to afford home purchases during the third quarter of 2019, according to the California Association of Realtors. The percentage of home buyers who can afford 
to purchase a medium existing single family home in California in the third quarter, 2019, edged up 1% to a total of 31%. That's a big, big chunk of the market looking for homes in California. So here's how the numbers break down. The medium annual income of $120,000 was needed to qualify for a purchase of $613,000 statewide medium priced existing single family home in California. The monthly income, including taxes and insurance on a 30-year fixed rate loan, would be 3000 approximately 3000 assuming that you put a 20% down payment and an interest rate based on 3.85%. Just under 4% will give you um, about a $3,000 a month house payment. Now, what makes this so affordable was just a couple years ago, we were kissing 5% on the interest rates, and that would not be a $3,000 payment. That would be probably closer to 4000 So having that interest rate down is a good thing if you're, uh, if you're trying to buy an affordable home for yourself. The most affordable counties in California were Lassen, Kings County, and Madera. The medium annual income needed to qualify for a home in these counties was less than $56,000. Mono, San Francisco, San Mateo counties were the least affordable in the state. That does not surprise me. Those are very high income areas. And as we get into the show uh, and talk about the housing market, despite the fact that some of the areas are still affordable, it's the ta- it's the taxes here in California. They're killing people. And uh, last I looked, they still want more out of our pockets. And uh, it's just, it's a Shame, but um, California needs a huge turnaround. I don't know when that's going to come. But new data from Zillow shows that more than 30% of the people looking for new homes in Texas are current dwellers of L.A., New York, and Chicago. So locals living in Texas aren't the only ones checking out the big D. Uh, Zillow says our page view data highlights Dallas strong attraction as a destination for house hunters leaving cities that are more expensive like L.A., colder like Chicago, and both like New York. It's very cold in New York and very crowded. And same with L.A. and Chicago. People want to spread their wings and they want to get out of the crime area also. This report doesn't talk about it, but crime is a huge factor when it comes to places such as Chicago, where uh, it's just the, the death rate by killings is out, uh, just off the charts, out, outrageous. So people want to get into somewhere where they're a little bit more safe and they can raise their families in a lot of cases in a safe environment. And once people settle in Texas, they tend to stay put. Locals who search tend to find their next homes in Dallas and other Texas cities. So Texas is becoming a very, very popular place. Home renovation spending forecast to fall despite housing market. Now, I find this hard to believe, but here's what I think as I read through the story. I want you to keep in mind that we're going into an election year, which I think does affect the housing market and the economy based around remodels. I think a lot of times people put things on hold until they know who the next president is going to be. So this really doesn't surprise me, and it's something I don't think we ought to overly worry about. Homeowners will spend less money on renovations next year. And it could be troubling to the economy, experts suggest. The home improvement spending is slated to decline by 0.3% for the first time in a decade following years of growth. That's according to Harvard University Joint Center for Studies. 
The index measured economic factors like current home sales, spending on home, building materials, and remodeling permits from the U.S. Census Bureau to determine the projected slump in consumer spending. And despite their national influence, reality home shows from networks like HGTV are proving to be more fantasy than realistic. Indeed, the average cost of a remodel in a home now costs between 40000 and 60000 according to the 2019 estimates. And I'll tell you what, my pet peeve on this show is those shows on uh, HGTV and, uh, you know, Flipping Vegas and all these other things. And I think they're great. I, they're fun to watch. But, man, I'll tell you, don't take the numbers seriously. And some of the renovation procedures that they do in these renovations just fascinate me. Because here's here's some things that I notice. I never see a permit. I never see a building inspector walk through and do an inspection. Now, maybe that sounds boring to you. But you know what? If you're a home homeowner, that's what makes my show so successful. Because if you're a homeowner, you want to know the real deal. How do you how do you deal with a building inspector who comes out? What can you expect? How about the contractor's board? The contractor that's working on your home right now, did you call on that contractor's license to make sure they were in full compliance? These are a lot of things that these shows don't always talk about. In fact, I never hear them talk about it. And as, and, and things that uh, that they do is actually a bad influence on homeowners. And I'll give you an example. You're starting to do a renovation, and what do you see? You see two guys in there with sledgehammers, and they're pounding away on cabinets and, and, and walls, and that's dangerous. There's a certain way to do demo, and you have to do it delicately, and you have to do it uh, wisely. If not, you're going to get hurt. No one goes in with sledgehammers and demolishes cabinets. You simply unscrew them or unnail them from the wall, and you place them down on the ground, and you break them up out and put them in the dumpster. You don't go in there with a sledgehammer. That's just the wrong way to do things, and you're going to get hurt. And uh, a lot of times I see people not using the proper uh, safety safety equipment like gloves. You want to have gloves and eyewear to protect yourself. So anyways, I find this pretty interesting, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Again, if you like the HGTV programs, go for it. They're, they're fun to watch, but don't rely on the budgets they give you either. I've yet to ever do a kitchen that costs 15000 like sometimes they say on there. Cabinets alone in my average kitchen goes from twenty to 25000 So just for the cabinets. But that's California. Those are high-end kitchens. It's what I do for a living. But it just busts me up when I go out to give an estimate on someone, and that's what they expect. They expect $15,000. i am like, no, it's going to be a lot more than that. And then you start budgeting the project, and they start seeing line items, and it starts to dawn on them. Yeah, cabinets cost a lot of money. Yeah, countertops, granite, whatever it may be, costs a lot of money. Flooring costs money. Someone to do the sheetrock, someone to do the electrical, someone to upgrade the plumbing, lighting. All these things are really, really important. And uh, a lot of times these shows don't always reflect what really happens. Now, here's one that I really like because all of us at one point have been a first-time buyer. I was a first-time buyer years and years ago. You've been a first-time buyer. And if you're not a first-time buyer, at one point when you desire to have a house, guess what? You're going to become a first-time buyer. So these are some interesting things that I found. Realtor Magazine found some interesting differences among the generations for new home buyers. Millennials tend to want larger homes than Generation X. And baby boomers, baby boomers like ranch style. Uh, I'm a baby Baby Boomer. I love ranch style. I, I love the French colonial style. Um, those are my favorites. And Gen X wants Victorians and millennials look for modern homes. Uh, and they want all the modern uh, buttons to push, I guess. How about the top factors that influence first-time buyers? You ready for this? 
affordability in the area. That makes sense. First-time buyers, they don't have a whole lot of money, so they want to spend their money uh, logically in, in the area that they live. Low crime rates. We just talked about that in Chicago. People moving out because they don't want to be around crime. Proximity to workplace. People don't want the large commutes. Overall climate. And we talked about Dallas. Wonderful place to live. Geography of the area. You want a beautiful place to look around and be a part of. Friendly neighbors. Proximity to variety of stores. Shopping options. And the home must be move-in ready. A lot of millennials are not buying into uh, doing their first remodeling project after they buy their first home. It does come. Once they're there for a while, they start thinking, "Mm, okay, the kitchen needs updated or this bathroom needs to be done or I'm going to start landscaping. So those, those things start to come. And tax rate. How affordable is the, especially property taxes? And you want to make sure that it's an affordable area for your first-time buyer. Now, these are the top features, top features for first-time buyers that are looking for their first-time home. Okay, they want central heat and air. That's sensible, makes sense. However, there's a lot of areas in the country that do not have central air. Everyone has heat, or they should have. But air is something in San Francisco, for instance. A lot of people in the San Jose Peninsula do not have air conditioners. I know my home up in Tahoe. I have a vacation vacation home. There's no air up there. I just open the windows and it instantly drops 20 degrees. So a lot of areas don't have central heat and air, but this is what first-time buyers are looking for. Central air conditioning, private backyards. They want they want privacy. They want that fence around so that they can do their own thing with their barbecue and play with the kids in the pool or whatever else they want to do in their backyard, gardening. They want their little sanctuary, I should say, uh, and I can relate to that. My backyard is absolutely my sanctuary. Plenty of natural light. That makes sense. Light always makes you feel good. If you live up in the Seattle area, it's probably one of the most depressed places in the world because the sun hardly shines up there. Beautiful place to live, but not a whole lot of uh, light in the days uh, up there throughout the year. A separate laundry room. I find that kind of interesting. A lot of laundry rooms now are being put in kitchens behind cabinets to make more space for other things in the home. Hardwood floors. (laughs) <laughs> that that's funny because three things I say on my show constantly that are around forever, and that is hardwood floors, used brick, and granite countertops. I think those are always going to be a very, very well-known feature in homes. How about this? They want walk-in closets in the master bedroom. They want an open floor plan, quality kitchen cabinets, and again, a backyard with a deck. And that makes sense because... Uh, People love their backyards, and especially in California. If you live in California, your backyard actually becomes an extension of your home. A lot of the homes that we've uh, went up and did uh, shows from here in California, they call it the California room. And it's a big sliding door, French doors walking out into an exterior room with a fireplace. And and just all the amenities outside where you can have dinner or have breakfast and enjoy those, those warm mornings here in California and on the cold evening. You fire up the exterior fireplace and you just enjoy California living. So here's here's a story. I love this. I love these kind of stories because it relates. Uh, and I'm not trying to be a topper, but I do want to tell you a story of what happened to me when I read this story to you. OK, family finds 1940s newspapers during home renovation. 
A couple who recently bought a home in Ionia County made an historic discovery while doing some renovations. The Poole family found multiple newspapers from a local publication with deep roots dating back to the 1940s. We looked at them closer, said Evan Poole, who recently moved into the home. I was like, wow, this stuff is from the 40s, from World War II. You can see ONS Michigan, so obviously it's Lyons, Michigan. September 5th, 1944 just saw that. I didn't even see that until right now. In the papers, there were photos of Hitler, Winston Churchill, and Miss America, other historic figures. The, the article about Hitler doing education in reverse, that's pretty neat. My grandpa fought in World War II, and being there was like, I don't know, five or six different articles in here about World War II, it was pretty, pretty interesting. There was also ads for businesses as well as showing times for the historic local theater. The family now plans to somehow preserve the newspapers with some sort of top coat that would preserve them and protect them. We decided to to do that to kind of save it and then it's just kind of cool to tell stories about it when people come in. They can look at it and they can see it for themselves. That's really interesting, and my story on that is here in Sacramento, where I'm an active contractor, I actually bought a small rental unit out in North Sacramento. We were dismantling some of the walls in the home, and behind the wall, we found plates of a local newspaper that's no longer in business. It was called the Sacramento Union, and they were around for well over 100 years, and we found plates that they used for the printing press inside the wall dating back to the 1920s and it was interesting because all the articles are written backwards so when they printed on the press then it came out like it should come out so you can read it i posted these pictures of the plates on my website so you got to check them out it was very very interesting i still have them and I find that stuff really intriguing. Uh, who doesn't want to open a wall and find treasures i know on some of my larger projects Especially when I'm working in the Fab 40s, if we're tearing a wall apart, doing a renovation, a lot of times I have taken a bottle of wine with the client knowing, and we put the wine in between the wall with my business card. And I'm hoping that 150 years from now, someone does a renovation and open the uh, wall up. They're going to find a business card with my name on it and a bottle of wine to know at that point, who knows how old it's going to be. But people like to open up walls and find things. It's very intriguing and it's exciting. It's exciting to do that. Yeah, so go and check it out on my uh, Facebook page. I've posted all the pictures of what I found in between walls, and I think you're really, really going to enjoy it. So don't go anywhere. We're going to come back. We're going to be talking about the Stockton housing market and how hot it is in the country right now. This is a very intriguing story. We're going to be talking to Evan Rossiti, Executive Vice President of Realty Hop, and uh, we're going to dig into the weeds on this one on why Stockton has become so hot in this real estate market. So don't go anywhere. I'm your host, Todd Bird. I will be right back. Remodeling is a once-in-a-lifetime adventure. Your life as you know it will drastically be disrupted. You'll have no running water with no appliances. Your daily routine will change, but it's only temporary because you're going to love your new kitchen or bath. With DR Design and Remodel, it starts in our showroom. 
If you're thinking about a kitchen or bathroom remodel, our design center provides a convenient, low-stress remodeling experience. Select from flooring, tile, fixtures, countertops, cabinets, and more. Then see your design using 3D renderings as your project comes together. The DR Design and Remodel Team will help you get the right look and make sure it fits perfectly. You'll know you got the perfect renovation for years to come with brands like Paradigm Bathware, Metro Floor, Cambria Natural Stone, and Waypoint Cabinetry. If you're thinking about a kitchen or bath remodel, stop by DR Design and Remodel Showroom right off Highway 99 and Grant Line Road in Elk Grove. Or visit FTCElkgrove.com. That stands for Flooring Tile Cabinetry with DR Design and Remodel. So you've been working with this guy, learning the tools of the trade. You're getting pretty good. Today may be a great time to take that plunge and become a licensed contractor. CBS can help you navigate the licensing process with tried and true testing material that you'll see on the exam. And when you prepare for the state exam properly with CBS, we'll guarantee you pass the test based on reliable research and development from the CBS team. These are proven courses to quiz you on the law, the trades, the math, and your skills. Get started as a licensed contractor today. 855-585-BOND or cbsbond.com. And welcome back. AskTheContractors.com, your source for local home improvement pros. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. You know this is where we cut through it all and nail things down. I'm your host, Todd Bird. Need a qualified contractor? Go to our website, askthecontractors.com. Request an estimate from our super-duper pros on our directory of contractors. And as promised, we're going to be talking about Stockton. Stockton's housing market is one of the hottest in the country. That wasn't so a couple of years ago, but it is making a comeback. Stockton made it into the top five hottest housing markets in November. This is a big improvement from the past years when the port city was in bankruptcy and the town had a bad reputation compared to other local areas. So joining us now, I have Evan Rossetti, Executive Vice President for Realty Hop. Evan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Now, what has changed in Stockton? You did the research on this. What has changed to make this one of the hottest spots in California and in the nation, as a matter of fact? Well, our study looked at the nation as a whole in the top 100 cities, and we analyzed the amount of price drops that we saw from asking prices month over month. And what we found is that Stockton only experienced a 1.56% median price drop, which is the third best in the nation as a whole, which is excellent. Um, And that's indicative of a strong real estate market and uh, an economy that's growing. How is Stockton improving? How does that help the economy in that area? So the real estate market may be a symptom of a good economy. The economy itself may be driving a better uh, real estate market for Stockton. And it's also a fact that the the region um, surrounding Stockton, including Sacramento and the Bay Area, is a red-hot real estate market. And Stockton provides an affordable option. And I was just going to talk about the Ultima Pass, which is the pass that takes you into the San Jose area. That's only a stone's throw from Stockton. So it makes it very convenient to get down to the Bay Area, correct? Correct. Absolutely. I notice whenever I do go down to the uh, San Jose area, and if I, God forbid, if I leave it early in the morning, it's bumper to bumper coming out of Tracy and Modesto and Stockton. So it has become a pretty hot market for Bay Area people who can afford more for their buck, but they just have to unfortunately put up with the commute. 
Yeah, proximity is key. Location, 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 as mm-hmm. with all real estate. What does your research tell you about other cities in that area besides Stockton? Have you have you broadened your research? Well, this particular study only looked at the top 100 cities in the country. And while San Francisco was on that list, it actually ended up as one of the colder markets. And we saw in San Francisco itself a 5.63% median price drop. Now, this shouldn't be confused with saying that the real estate market there is you know, um, suffering. It's been going through a meteoric rise over the last decade or two. So to expect a little bit of cooling isn't a bad sign. But I think what we're finding is that millennials in particular are seeking out more affordable options to buy their first house, and Stockton seems to fit the bill. It's not too far from um, major cities. And it offers uh, affordable housing. Well, and that was my next question. The clientele moving into the Stockton area, you mentioned millennials. Is that pr- primarily the, the people predominantly moving into that area? Or is it second home buyers? Is it people scaling down? And not only that, but can the job market withstand more people coming into that area? A large portion of the population moving into the area is millennials. And this is a trend that we see nationwide where millennials are seeking out suburban areas that are in close proximity to major um, cities or a crossroads of two major cities, like in the case of Stockton, where you have both Sacramento and San Francisco still in throwaway. Did your research talk about rentals opposed to people actually buying? I know some people maybe moved to the area and, and don't buy, but, uh, but does that have an effect or did your research go that far? This particular study didn't. We really looked at just the price drops from asking price in um, the top 100 cities in America. And this is an interesting indicator because you should never expect that the, you know, an increase in asking prices. And that's because if a a homeowner puts a listing on the market, um, any bids that go over asking are probably going to be accepted or to be handled internally without updating the listing price itself. So seeing minor decreases is a sign that the demand is meeting the supply. And in Stockton's case, it's a great sign of a reversal from, you know, 10 years back, as you previously mentioned, oh, yeah. where we see, you know, where we, we saw a, a glut of supply and not enough demand to meet it. Yeah, it was not a pretty place to be 10 years ago. And uh, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people moved out of the area, which depressed a lot of the area, uh, right on up from a corrupt mayor to uh, the city being in, ba- in bankruptcy. So uh, so this, this is definitely changing. What other areas in the country do you see that are going to be upcoming uh, following Stockton? We're seeing a lot of growth in Arizona itself. Uh, Gilbert, Arizona, and Chandler, Arizona, actually topped out the top um, number one and number two, respectively, of the list. Um, also, Glendale, Arizona, and Mesa, Arizona, on the top ten. So they are, you know, one of the, the fastest-growing regions in the country. The Sun Belt is uh, proving to be a really good place to be investing in real estate. And we're seeing, on the other end of the spectrum, cities like Detroit, Michigan, which are still seeing a bit of a laggard in terms of real estate market. Uh, there you saw an 8.73% median price drop um, off of asking price, which is pretty dramatic. And in stark contrast to Stockton, which looks very healthy in comparison. So those are the hot areas. What about the bottom five? Can you tell us anything about that? The bottom five areas that just can't seem to get the tread on the road going. Yeah. Um, the bottom five areas, looking at this study, you do see Detroit, Cleveland, Oakland, uh, Newark, New Jersey, um, in the bottom 10, and Cincinnati, Ohio. And a common thread here is do you see the Rust Belt continue to suffer? 
um, its real estate markets haven't really come back in the force that you'd expect it to. Evan, uh, earlier in the show, we talked about Dallas and L.A. homeowners are moving in along with Chicago and New York, and they're heading to, out of all places, the big D, Dallas. What do you make of that? Well, Dallas has been doing extremely well. Um, the northern Texas area in particular, including um, Plano and Arlington, have been showing up on the top 10 list of real estate markets. A lot of that has to do with job growth. Plano in particular had um, major corporations move in in the last 10 years, including FedEx. Um, you have um, low taxes in northern Texas, which is clearly a draw for millennials and anyone who's willing to move, and they're especially moving out of New York and California, which, you know, at times are, are high-tax areas. Well, that was that was my next question. I know, according to statistics, last year, 146,000 people left California. Do you think going back to Stockton and some of these towns, uh, I call them valley towns like Modesto and Fresno and Bakersfield and certainly Stockton and Sacramento, do you think that might turn the trend of people coming back into California, or do you see the uh, continuing exodus of people leaving California? Well, I can't say with certainty. Uh, I think one of the major draws for leaving California is the taxes that are being levied in comparison to places like Texas, which you know, have little to no income tax. Uh, so that's obviously not going to change much, whether you're in Stockton or San Francisco proper. However, uh, you will see, I think, movement outside of the heavily regulated areas that have, you know, extremely high uh, real estate prices from such as like San Francisco and the uh, Silicon Valley area to areas like Stockton, which have a little more of a relatively more affordable housing market. Right. We've been uh, talking to Evan Rossetti, Executive Vice President for Realty Hop. And um, I want to thank you so much, uh, Evan, for being on with me. You can find the bottom five housing markets, according to Realty Hop, on my Facebook page, along with all this information regarding to where people are moving in this country, where the hot markets are, where the markets aren't so hot. And you can go to my Facebook page, askthecontractors.com, and check it all out. Evan, thank you so much so much for joining us. I really appreciate it, and I hope we could talk soon. Absolutely, Todd. Thank you for having me. Ah, thank you so very much. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. Hey, you know this is where we cut through it all and nail things down. I'm your host, Todd Bird. Need a qualified contractor? Go to our website, askthecontractors.com. Request an estimate from our super-duper pros on our directory of contractors. Okay, homeowners' true feelings about high-tech kitchens. Now, I'm one of those that I have not yet bought into a lot of high-tech stuff. It kind of scares me, and I'm a contractor. You'd think I'd understand it, but technology to me is is slow in coming when it comes to the kitchen. I think people are slow to change in that. Cell phones are something different. Computers are something different, but technology in the home, I think, sometimes scares people. New technology is dominating the world culture, Nearly everyone has a smartphone, and social media is the new party line to communicate. Despite the adoption of connected appliances by designers and builders of home goods, the American public appears to be slow to adopt the trend. Kitchens and Bath Design News conducted a survey of kitchens and bath dealers to learn more about homeowners' interest in technology, the features they value, and their reservations about home tech. Here are the findings. When asked about 
primary reasons for incorporating technology into new kitchens. Convenience was the overall factor, followed by speed, time, and savings, safety, home security, remote access, and improved cooking performance. So what's the biggest concerns for homeowners when considering a connected kitchen? Number one worry was technology turnover, meaning how quickly technology becomes outdated. Like I said, that's what scares me. The oven you buy today might not be the oven that's in a year from now that has new technologies on it that, you know, or whatever feature it is, it changes. In fact, I've always said I wish they would come up with an oven that's a refrigerator during the day and a oven when you press a button from your cell phone. That way you could put that casserole in in the morning and have it refrigerated. And when you leave work and you have an hour commute, when you come home, bam, just a press of the button, it turns into to a conventional oven and your uh, your pot roast or your casserole or whatever it is you made uh, the night before and properly refrigerated throughout the day can be ready for you when you walk in the door. Those are kind of things that I think are coming. I haven't seen one of those yet, but for one of you innovative uh, listeners out there, it might be a great idea. Uh, to maybe invent that. You'll make a million dollars and you can send me half of that, okay? The worry was technology turnover and how quickly technology becomes outdated. The next was potential cost of repairs. Yeah, these things break down and even repair people need to get caught up on some of these uh, some of these new technologies coming. In fact, 75% surveyed homeowners hesitated to install tech-driven appliances for fear it would break. Almost one-third said that concerned them. Half said they were somewhat concerned, 20% said they were not worried, and 2% said, get over it. <laughs> I like I like that. Get over it. I love my show. I love you listening to my show. I love you sending me questions. You have a question about your next renovation project? Maybe you're into a renovation project right now and you need some help. Ask me the question. Go to askthecontractors.com and you know what? I am going to answer it. And even though I've been a contractor for well over 30 years, I might not have the answer. I'm not going to baffle you with my you know what. I'm going to tell you the truth. And if I don't know the answer, I'm going to go to my website. AskTheContractors.com. These are the resources I rely on to make me successful. We're going to ask someone who does know the answer to that question. So throw me your question. I would like to know about what's going on in your home, your renovation projects, no matter what it is. I want to know about it. I want to walk you through it. I want to be a part of it. I don't want to move in with you and I don't need an extra bedroom, but I do want to be a part of your renovation. Okay. Uh, It makes me feel good that I'm able to help others with sometimes things that could be challenging, shall we say, and that is home renovation. It could be very trying. It could be trying on a family, trying on your pet dog. It's a big change when you do a renovation. So doing it the right way and having a good memory when it's done that, hey, wow, this was a good project. It was fun and we learned a lot. It's just so sad when I hear people saying, I'll never renovate again because we just, gosh, my contractor didn't know what he was talking about and we didn't expect this and we didn't expect that. No, you want to give me your question. You want to talk to me. That means sending me an email to askthecontractors.com. Okay, send it to me, Todd Bird, and I will be there to answer. Just like this question from Robin. She sent me a question, and here's Robin's question. Very interesting. I have a large family, 10 people. We are looking into building a house. 
who do we contact to have the house plans altered into a site plan? Okay, this is really, really a good question because this starts with preparation. First of all, you want to hire a good architect and you want the architect to give you what we call a preliminary set of plans. You want to break the architect up into two phases, and that is a preliminary set of plans that you can get some bids off of. Count two by fours, count square footage. How much How much are you going to need in materials uh, and labor to get this project done? You do not need a full set of plans for that, okay? Eventually, you will need it, and you're going to spend some money on getting that, but right now, you want to try and pull a, a somewhat of a budget together, and a preliminary set of plans is going to get give you that. It's going to give you the lineal footage of cabinets. It's going to give you the square footage of sheetrock, the square footage of, of floor coverings, um, a roof line, uh, the roof material, the siding material, the type of windows. And then once you'd make those decisions on the type of windows, type of roofing, type of flooring, type of cabinets, type of countertops. Now you can go into a full set of plans for the building department. But as far as a site plan, here's what I'd like you to do with that preliminary set of plans. You, the homeowner, this is going to save you a ton of money. Do not rely on an architect or a contractor to do the preliminary work. You're going to pay a lot of money. This, of course, if you're just intimidated and you're not sure, uh, but I have more faith in you than sometimes people have in themselves. This is what you can do with that preliminary set of plans. Go to the building department. Go to your local building department, take your little number, and sit there patiently until Mr. Inspector comes and talks to you. They are very informative. These are very intelligent people that will give you the information you need on setbacks, how much square footage you can have on your lot. You know, there's a limit. You can sometimes Some lots you cannot overbuild. You can only put so much square footage on that lot according to how big your lot is. Can you have a granny unit? Can you have a swimming pool? All these things are important. And a plot plan, a preliminary set of plans will have those measurements of your plot on that plan. And Mr. Billing Inspector will put the address in and pull it up, and now you'll see your setbacks, your rules, your regulations. Are there CCNRs in your area? That's very important. Can you have a two-story? Uh, you know, can you do certain things that you want to do or maybe don't know if you can do or not? And the building department is going to be a huge asset to you on that because now you could take that information firsthand, get it written down, and give it to your architect, and you're going to save some money. Because if you don't do it, your architect is. And if your time is valuable in terms of wanting to get this information to relate to your architect, it's going to save you money. Because that architect's going to cost you a lot if they have to go and search for this info. So that's my uh, recommendation to you, Robin. I hope this helps you out. Start with a preliminary set of plans with an architect and you yourself go to the building department and get the information you need. And if you want a list of questions that you need to ask the building department, send me an email. And that's to anyone, not just Robin. If you're thinking about building a project, it doesn't have to be a new home like Robin's going to do. It can be an add-on, an addition to your home. How far back can you put that addition? How far up? You know, a lot of neighborhoods have height limits. I know in the Fab 40s, I think it's 36 feet. You cannot have a home over 36 feet. And the Fab 40s is here in Sacramento in some of the older homes. So you want to make sure that you're doing the right thing. Fence setbacks, uh, shed setbacks, garage setbacks, all these things are really important. So Robin, I hope I answered your question. Again, if you have a project coming up and you need me to help you answer some of these questions, give me a shout out. So as always, 
I love you listening to my show. You want to check us out? Go to my link on the homepage at askthecontractors.com. Give me your question. Check out all the info I put on the website. And again, we're here to help you. I'm here to help you. I've been your host, Todd Bird. I want to thank Evan. Evan was on the show from Realty Hop. All the information he gave us. Robin, your question of the week was awesome. And we want to thank our sponsors, Masonry Design Brick and Stone, Gutter Dome Gutter Guards, Eco Guard Pest Management, Rustic Brick and Fireplace. How about Todco Builders? That's my business. Give me a call if you need a renovation. And so many more on the website. Check it out on our Facebook, AskTheContractors.com, and subscribe to our podcast for the show on demand. iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else you get podcasts. Join our trusted home team of contractors. If you would like to join our team and be on our website, I would love to have you on my website so I can share your business with other people that are connected to this show. We could connect you with homeowners looking for renovation projects and increase your business. So again, everyone, thank you for listening. I've been your host, Todd Bird. And until next time, thanks for listening. When all of the industry is the same, how do you cut through? It's all about customer service. It's knowing everyone is unique. And it's tailoring our contractors' bonded insurance rates around you. With general liability, workers' comp, commercial auto, and licensing contract bonds for every need. That's why we research the best carriers to get you the best rates from our best partners. We're Contractors Brokerage Service at 855-585-BOND. Or request a quote today at cbsbond.com. It's all about customer service with custom quotes and the best rates possible. 855-585-BOND or cbsbond.com.